Cincanira, 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 now the cheese burger. Breaking uh, Larry David Protocol. Happy New Year, you guys. I know it's January 4th. I think there, what do you say? There's a statute of limitations that's two and a half, maybe three days. Yeah. Uh, I'm still having people say it. I think it's, you know what? I think if you're the first time you're seeing somebody within the first week of the new year, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. Okay. I don't recall. Twice. I don't recall the specifics of the bit on Curb Your Enthusiasm, but he uses that. He's like, yeah, you know, three days. It's over with. If I haven't seen you, or you're not that good of a friend, I don't know if he says that, but I could see him doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think we need to get over our pleasantries. You know, I think anything that anybody like uh, establishes like a nicety with someone else, they should just accept it and move on. That's my whole thing on like Merry Christmas and all that. Like, if you're wishing me a pleasant something, I'm thankful. I appreciate it. You know, like Happy Hanukkah, Merry Kwanzaa, whatever. I don't give a fuck what you say to me, as long as it's nice. Let's just all like find the let's just, we need to start finding those simple nuggets of just genuine humanity again. That's what we need. So happy new year. Happy new year. I th- I think what we this ought to be the sociology experiment for people you only see once every three or four months. Like say you're mm. seeing somewhere between an acquaintance and a friend. I don't know March. Okay, of this year. Hey, happy new year. I haven't okay. seen you. No, because then you're a dick because you didn't wish him a happy new year right around the new year. Which yeah. means you probably didn't wish him a Merry Christmas or a happy anything. So you're kind of the asshole. If you're definitely an asshole if you're coming up in March like, hey, happy new year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Okay. Well, okay. February. No, definitely you're pushing the limits of January. I mean, what are we at? Technically, we're January 4th. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think by Sunday, yeah, happy new year's over. Yeah, hey, Sunday's the 7th. Yeah, you got a week. You just went on this long spiel about exchanging pleasantries and being open to kindness in 2024. Whatever the, chi- the Chinese calendar is the wooden dragon, but that, that has no bearing. On what, I just wanted to squeeze that in somewhere in the episode. But you're like, ah, yeah, after a week, I don't know. Just say hello. Well, I mean, I think, you can, I think you can question, like, you don't have to be a dick about it. And if somebody's like on like January 10th, like, hey, happy new year. I'd be like, all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you can kind of give them an inquisitive look. Like, eh, we're pushing that boundary, aren't we? Like, I know what you're saying. I know what I'm saying. I know it sounds like I'm being a hypocrite. But, I mean, otherwise, the other person's insane. And you have to maybe question their insanity for them yeah. since they're not doing it themselves. At that, at that point, it's not a nicety. It's kind of like a slap in the face. Mm. You know what I mean? Maybe, I, maybe that's what I'm doing verbally. Slapping you in the face. That's Happy New Year. Bah, wake up. Pay your taxes. Hey, you. File your taxes. <laughs> well, what do we have now? What do we got? We got fucking Valentine's Day. Is that the MLK? Yeah. Valentine's okay. Day. So okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's not. I am appreciative. It's a Remembrance Day. I don't feel like we all like celebrate fucking yeah. MLK Day. It's not like a celebratory holiday. Yeah, that's fair. I don't celebrate Valentine's Day though. So yeah. It's not a celebration. I don't have a holiday for a while. Now March fourteenth, that's a holiday. Oh, that's that's celebratory. Oh, that's, that's what St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> no, that's the seventeenth. The seventeenth. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say March fourteenth oh, is so men's 
Men's Valentine's Day. There's actually oh. a name for it. Oh, is that what Blowjob and a steak day. Mistake it's a steak of, and okay. BJ day. Uh, yeah. I don't think that's really taking hold. I feel like you want your steak. <laughs> I want. You, yeah, I know. It's really not taking hold. But I do feel like you want your steak first. I feel like, you know, if I'm going to be kind of like, ugh, lethargic. Well, at the same time. Ooh. Mm. You mm. might... You might just freeze with that enjoyment. You might you, it make something might go haywire in your mainframe. It's like, <laughs> you know. Remember, like remember you... when remember when Agent Smith in the Matrix gets dove into by uh, by Neo? That might happen. <laughs> yeah, you might you might cross some you might cross some wires inside your brain chemistry that you can't un you can't undo. Like you now need to eat a steak. You need a four course meal while ha- while having sex, or there's just nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, that's a, a risk I think I'd be willing to take. Why is that so? <laughs> yeah. Hey, babe, we need some lube, but I'm going to ask you to go grab the A1 first. These <laughs> <laughs> fucking garlic roasted potatoes, mashed potatoes. I like it. <laughs> I know what to do at this party. You can, you can see like a world class neurologist too and say, you know, explain what happened as he's about to do an MRI. And he's like, ah, there's only been like three cases of this around the world ever I documented we might have to use you as a case study came while eating a new york strip man <laughs> dude there there is something like people who have a foot fetish they did learn that there's like a there's like these two folds in your brain like the sexual part of your like whatever all your sexual thoughts are here and i guess all your perspectives on feet are like right next to it and sometimes like some people's like they touch ever so gently and that's why some people have a foot fetish. That's it. Their their thought process on feet and their thought process on sex are just too close together. And all of a sudden, they're horny on feet. Got it. Some, like, rogue neurons that were like, yeah. whoop. These, yeah. these are together now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, yeah. it, it, but, I mean, it just makes me wonder how hard it would be to unravel something like that if you, that- if you had to try. That poor bastard during gym class in high school looked like waist up. Like, hey, check this out down mm-hmm. here. Where? Down here. <laughs> oh, I'm good, man. Just sorry. I'm just going to get out there and start stretching. Uh, what I was going to say was, uh, you guys familiar with the, how familiar are you with the first Dennis Leary stand up, No Cure for Cancer? The one that it's it's been a while, but I'm I'm fairly familiar. Okay, he he stole a lot of that content from Bill Hicks. You can go back and check that out. But there's a bit on there where he's talking about the Surgeon General wanting to make uh, the labels or the warning labels on cigarettes bigger. They want to, they want to make them bigger, and he says you could there could be a pack of cigarettes that are black with a white skull and crossbones called cancer sticks, guaranteed to give you cancer within smoking the entire pack and he's like there'd be a line out the fucking door around the block like oh, i heard they give you cancer right away so that being said a friend of ours mutual friend of not your mind but people i know from from south baltimore area we were meeting up on new year's uh she spent uh her ho- the holidays with her family in france she said half of her family lives there uh came back with some french cigarettes and mm. the labels on these motherfuckers aren't a skull and crossbone called cancer stick. These are people getting fucking like lung transplants. These are people mm. with like rotting fucking teeth. These yeah. are, are, are lungs that, that look like ah, they sat in a deep fat fryer for five minutes. Legitimate. And she was smoking them. I was like, this is it. 
it's come true. He's right. 20 years later, maybe more than 20 years later, Mr. Dennis Leary was spot on in his analysis about people like, huh, that's what happens if you smoke too much. Well, okay. Yeah, but see, the problem I always have with that kind of stuff is they go a bridge too far with everything. It's not a deterrent anymore. Now I'm just desensitized to what fucking open black lungs look like. Like, I don't care anymore. Now I've like, now I can watch any horror movie. It's like, they're almost doing me a favor. They're de- it's desensitizing you. Like, the first time you get it, you're going to go, Ugh, this is terrible. <sighs> <sighs> Terribly satisfying. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, that's all it's going to do for you. And then that weird spot in your brain's going to get rewired to not give a shit about cancer or black lungs or rotting teeth or jaws that have to be removed. Or fucking, like, tracheotomies. You're just like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Ten bucks? Maybe I'll, that's, I'll maybe that's Big Tobacco's goal got under the guise of, like, public health. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, we'll show, we'll show them fucking rotten teeth and black lung. But really, it'll just desensitize them and they'll smoke more. Yeah. You, that's, you, I, that, that's you think that was the Surgeon General's... Because uh, yeah, I can't say if these were... French cigarettes. They were bought in France. I don't know how the European trade union works with tobacco products. I assume yes. I didn't. I didn't bother to uh, translate the reading or, or the print on there. But do you think that's? Let's just say, for conversation's sake, these were produced and rolled in France. Uh, you're saying that's what the Surgeon General was trying to do. That was the an ill, not an ill-fated attempt to deter, but a psychological hey. attempt to. I'm- I'm saying uh, the big tobacco influence. might have greased those wheels, is what I'm saying. Big French tobacco. Uh, <laughs> le, le tobacco, if you will. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, maybe, maybe they greased that Surgeon General's wheels. They were like, you know what you should do? We should, we believe, we agree with you, sir. This is a great health risk. We want to get out of the business, honestly. Help us. Put some black lung and some shit on, on our cigarettes. It'll, I think it'll help decrease. The smoking population, and then fucking they're laughing in the back, all fucking Mr. Burns style, rubbing their hands together, being like, ha, fucking psychologically, humans are just going to be like, fuck that black lung, give me that sweet, sweet nicotine, and then fucking, yeah, yeah done. Well, it's just like Dennis Leary was saying, too. If you gave me a pack of cigarettes, like, that would be the pack of cigarettes I bought. If Marlboro Tomorrow came out with a packaging that was the skull and crossbones and just black like, and white... That's the pack I'm smoking because those look badass. Those look cool. I mean, there's nothing really that looks cool about, you know, a, a set of greased up <laughs> lungs out of a, you know, dying 45-year-old man. But it's the same It's the same qualifier. It's the same thing. And I guarantee that it was like, all right, listen, RJ Reynolds, uh, we're going to tax you into oblivion or you have to put these lungs on the front of every package. And they're like, they did a quick focus group like, hey, is that going to stop anybody? No, we'll do it. Yeah, done. We'll fire up the printers tomorrow. Doesn't even have to be from a from you know from a smoker necessarily. You know, yeah. it's just be someone who didn't brush their teeth for ages. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying that 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 happened, but uh, yeah, it was just fascinating looking at him. I caught a glimpse of him before she went outside to smoke a cigarette uh, in preparation for a happy new year, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. oh, oh. Oh my God! And she's like, "Oh, here I have another. Pa- I have two other packs that has different different photos on them." It's like, "Oh Jesus Christ! It's true. Look at this shit." Well, that stuff never works. Like when they were talking about all the MSG in Chinese food, I, I remember like they, they sell MSG in the grocery store. Yeah, I, like, oh, I, I have I have some in my pantry. 
I know. I was like, I got to get me some MSG because apparently it makes things delicious. Like, if they had to take it out, like, again, we go back to the McDonald's French fries, all the trans fat with the beef tallow and all that. It's like, well, I made the, I need to find me some beef tallow. That's how I got to start frying my fries. Fuck this peanut oil bullshit. I need that, I need that, that, I need that, 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 that vein lubricant. That's what I need. I need to smoke me a French cigarette afterwards. Yeah. God, that was delicious. Everything that's great is dangerous, and you're not going to stop anybody. If anything, you're just going to remind them how awesome it is. How by how like why would you jump out of a plane? Because the thrill of simulated death is amazing. So you go and you do it. That's why we do anything in life. So if you really want me to start smoking again, find me a pack of French fucking chemo chemo rats, and I'm ready to roll. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Lay, lay big what? Like Grand Tobacco. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it's called. <laughs> it, was a, it was a Spanish French venture. Le yeah. Grande. Le Grande Cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a joint. This is definitely a joint venture. <laughs> this is another. Okay, this is another discussion I had similar coincidentally with, with uh, mutual friends of ours on a different Facebook chat. Where, uh, okay, a friend of ours is quitting cold turkey. Um, and he's also not drinking the month of January to assist with it. Because he said, you know, if I have some drinks, it's curtains. It's going to be lights out. I'm going to want to smoke. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's pretty admirable of you. Uh, his fiance is, uh, from, she's American. She's been here since she was four. But family is from Serbia. Um, I think there's a little bit of, a uh, little, little bit of, Reading with some other neighboring countries. Not that that's a, a bad thing, but there might be some former former Yugoslav influences or whatever. But someone said, does she mind? He said, she doesn't care if I smoke. Her whole family smokes. And then it was, everyone from there who smokes never gets cancer. And then the the discussion was whether or not it's just American food. I, I think mean, it's smoking American gives cig- you cancer. I think it's American cigarettes. I think other countries, like... Like the American spirit cigarettes, they taste different. They last longer because they're just raw tobacco, which I'm not saying it's healthy. Don't don't miss sure. don't misinterpret what I'm saying. But I'm saying like the cancer causing ingredients, they don't juice them up with extra like liquid nicotine. They don't put all these other additives in there to make you hooked. They just it's like no, nah, this is tobacco. It's like it's like weed from the '70s versus like weed now. Like now you can go in and you you can buy a vial of like like concentrated pot goop, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yep. That's what they call it. This, this is formerly from Nickelodeon, but uh, now it's marijuana. Yeah. yeah. It's like glowing green. You put it in a glass vial. You have to like gently light it up with a butane torch. And and then all of a sudden, like every, every amount of THC that existed in 1970 enters your lungs all at once. <laughs> so, Secret you know, back, news, if you will. Yeah. Reactive. So what I'm saying is, is like we enhance all of our stuff wherever there. They're just like, this is natural. This is what comes out of the ground. Enjoy. Yeah, it's not as bad for you. Yeah, I mean, I would, I was gonna agree with that point, but I would agree with the food too, because like, okay. pretty much everybody I've talked to that's been outside of the United States in like any capacity for either multiple trips or like a long time will be like, dude, I come back and like I feel better. The food, the food just feel like I don't feel. I don't eat like one. You don't get massive fucking portions. Like that's very American of us. Is like here, 
eat what three people eat in a sitting. And we're like, yeah, let's fucking do that. That's great. You got more? Are there more tacos? <laughs> Bring those. Like, it's it's wild when you, like, eat a meal and you finish it. And you're like, I mean, I could eat more. I don't need to eat more. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's very unusual. And I've heard multiple people, like, that I know that travel a lot say that shit. Uh, I think our food is definitely designed to kill us. But that's kind of our thing. And it would be a nice boogeyman. It's an easy boogeyman. Like, not it's not it's not the extra thirty grams of sugar that we unnecessarily put into your sports beverage. It's yeah. the cigarettes you've been smoking. You know, so you have like an you have like ten other industries that are like blame it on the cigarettes. Which, by the way, those ten other other food industries are pretty much owned by and um, are basically umbrella companies of the cigarette companies. Like I think yeah, in the business. Exactly. I think Nabisco is like a subsidiary of R.J. Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's basically right. just like oil, tobacco. Just think of the old timey shit. Like there's there's probably a big indigo magnet that also owns fucking like, a, you know, the marshmallow factory. Like just think of the fucking core, you know, cash crops of the early Americas. Those industries still fucking run everything, including our food. Yeah. I, as you're, as you're telling me this, what's unfolding in my movie mind is old 1950s commercials of Captain Crunch, where it wasn't a commercial. It's actually a man in a captain suit advertising cereal, Captain Crunch. Like, all right, break. Let's take ten. But God, I need a smoke. <sighs> take this fucking filthy ass hat off. <laughs> no, I bet you back then they'd probably be like, you know, after a heaping bowl of Captain Crunch. I like to wash it down with a smooth Laramie cigarette. <sighs> smooth as the seven seas. <sighs> don't cause cancer, of course. <laughs> Definitely don't cause cancer. Kids, ask your parents permission for smoking Laramie cigarettes. <laughs> Dude, like fucking, like, boomer housewives were fucking, like, eating meth and fucking doing house chores and shit. Like... <laughs> Yeah, there's that. There's, there's that. I mean, that's the golden generation. Didn't really? realize that was underlined with 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 meth. Was yeah. it like diamond trim or something like that? Wasn't that one of them or dexatrim? Dexatrim, yeah. Dexatrim, yeah. It was it was considered a weight management pill. And it was like yeah. red and yellow. And it was in a little capsule, and you popped it and you vacuumed for six hours. <laughs> 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 did I get this? Did I get this spot? I think I got this spot. Maybe I didn't. I'm gonna get it again. You hand wash the floorboards before mm-hmm. your husband got home. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an eight-hour job. No shit about it. Like that's what again. The, the man went to work, earned enough money to send uh to, for a family of four to send two kids to college, own a brand new car, a new house. Mom stayed home, washed the floorboards by hand on her knees while making a delicious roast in her her gas oven. With, oh, with. So the dad afforded all of that selling vacuums. That's right. <laughs> door to door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hand washing these floorboards, by the way, with lemon scented Lysol. That was probably oh, yeah. killing enough brain cells being point blank range from it, you know, for three hours at a time. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> to take, of course, to take 15 minute breaks, uh, you know, to, to have a cigarette. You got to have a smoke. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, with her full CF, with her full CFD fucking Aquanet hairspray. Yeah. yeah, man, good times, good times. I just <clears throat> when they said 
it has to do with the food. I, I, I paused a little bit. I didn't interject. I just, I refuse to believe that living a lifestyle like that where they smoke like chimneys just because it's European cigarettes that, that they aren't cancer causing. Maybe no one in the family had cancer. Maybe they did and went undiagnosed. I, I don't know. I just, I refuse to believe that anyone smoking 40 and 50 years at the rate that I've seen some of these people smoke at. And I've seen some for relatives. And let me tell you, these people are like, oh, man, woke up, got to have a cigarette. 15 minutes later, whoo, boy, got my clothes on, going to have a cigarette. Got some coffee, cigarette. Breakfast, cigarette. Drive to work, cigarette. <laughs> 15 minutes after I started work, got to have a smoke. Uh, you know, and before you know it, it's a pack and a half a day. I just... I like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's the food. It's the American food. It's not, it's not the cigarettes at all, but I get what you're saying. The truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Maybe it's both. like Mar said, we, we enhance everything. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, the, tobacco, a, a, while raw tobacco wasn't good enough. We need a little, little spruce. Yeah. yeah. yeah we're putting PCP in there you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, <laughs> but no, I think it's fiberglass in it. Call it mint flavored. Like bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Who doesn't like a good menthol, huh? No, that yeah. smooth, refreshing, crisp, cool feeling is just your lungs being torn apart at a molecular level. By the, like lectins. But yeah. there's lectins. other countries. You know? <laughs> Sorry. Like other countries don't have gluten allergies. And we have like this pre-processed like wheat and uh, and flours. Whereas if you go to like Italy, where like, they're like literally like taking – they're taking the fucking wheat out of the ground, like taking the beads off, the little seeds off, grinding it in a mill with a stone. Like here, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what we're doing. Like we don't even know how anything's made anymore in America. Yeah. It's just, well, it's just it's on the shelf. Like I'll say it was like, I think, well, one, I, I think I said to you guys the other day, like we threw a loaf of bread out because like we found it in the back. Like Kelly was cleaning out the 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 cupboard of like random shit yeah and yeah. there's a, a loaf of bread that like kind of got tucked off in the back it was like three months old and with not a speck of fucking like anything on it and yeah. Kelly was like yeah we're throwing this shit out and I was like yeah, yeah I think that's fine like and then we started we got to talking like in foreign countries like when I remember when I first went to Nicaragua like there wasn't like a fridge full of shit. We went to the store daily and got what we were going to eat and ate it that day. You know what I mean? Like it was much, oh, it was, it wasn't like all this preserved and processed and like I could throw my fucking apples in there for a month and they're, and they're still fine. Like mm, <laughs> probably something up there. That's not how apples work. Like Cause right. we had a similar thing. We, I, I had bought like these artisan rolls, they were fresh made at the store. And then with that, I bought our standard. We always get the Martin's potato bread. Well, the potato bread, like Alan said, we had it, it was tucked away in the back behind so like a bag of Doritos or something, completely masked, no mold on it. Probably like two weeks past, like it's a sell by date. I'm like, eh, I don't know. These rolls had molded over in like four days. Yeah. And the bread that came, you know, in the packaging with all the preservatives was still looked good. A little. A little dry, you know, not quite so much moisture in there. But why is the one still, you know, look viable? And the other one's like, you will have a parasite if you take a bite of this. Yeah. Aren't, yeah, aren't some of the... Go ahead, I'm sorry. That shit's still fresh, bro. It's still... It's still... It's got shit for it to feed on. The fucking... <laughs> the, the bread... The the Martin's potato bread's been sterilized in a factory. 
<laughs> mold can't grow on it until you introduce it to oxygen. Like it, it could have stayed there for fucking decades. Yeah. <laughs> you had no idea. And after just two this... loaves, you'll be sterilized. <laughs> yeah. We call this three month bread. It's wonderful. Go ahead, it's take a couple crazy. home. <clears throat> this uh, this is in, in another conversation that I had. Uh, Christ, I had a few few about diets. Um, <clears throat> with Sarah and Dewey. Dewey was in town for New Year's. Uh, the question got raised. Sarah said, how does anyone that's a, uh, not what Christ, um, uh, an Amish. So Amish. And I, I, I assume that either Mennonites or some of the other like, uh, kind of semi-related religions or cults or followings or whatever you want to call them. How do they not, because the way they cook and how they cook with things, how are these people not just fucking, you know, super just ridiculously out of shape and what Dewey said, and I did, I've never heard this. This is kind of one of those things like, uh, okay, I've never seen a baby pigeon. I know they exist. Okay. Hang with me now. <clears throat> I got to point to this story. He said, uh, a lot of the working class people, the, the, the workers are guys that, you know, are, are busting their ass, building houses, farming, <clears throat> you know, burning calories day in and day out when it comes to a point where you're like quote unquote retired in the community and you're more of a patriarch level and you're more of a, like a governor or part of the government. If that's a thing, elders. Yeah. yeah, the elders, he's like, the, yeah, those people that, that shows quick mm-hmm. the amount of yeah. lard and sugar that they put in things. I, I didn't, you, you guys were aware of that. I did not know that. I, I thought mean, they just I worked w- their entire lives for the most part until they're, you know, super elderly. I guess I never like specifically thought about it, but I've always like, but as soon as you brought it up, I'm like, Oh, have you ever seen a a thin and trim elderly Amish woman? No, she's usually got a thick beard and a a thick waistline. Yeah, no, beard like uh, it's like if, a perfect. Have you ever been to like an Amish market? Like, there's one in Cockeysville. There's one in Laurel. Like, I'm I've sure been to that one, one up your way. Like, I've been to that one in Cockeysville, and man, let me tell you, I got some fresh lard uh, uh, yeah. bread. Hoo wee! Yeah, that was that's delicious. what I'm saying. Like, you get delicious <laughs> shit there, and we get meats, but like, yeah, you look at the guys, and all the young guys are strapping young lads with fucking, you know, weird haircuts, and you're like, oh, look at that guy. Fucking, he chose to look like that at the age of 25. And fucking, <laughs> like, but he's, but he's jacked. He's all fucking yoked up and shit. And then you see the old guy come out of the back, and he's all fucking fat, and his beard's all gray, and he's just chilling. He's there, like, slicing meats, doing very little fucking work. And the other kids. Picking up bags of ice, fucking cow thighs, fucking <laughs> carrying them around. That's how it goes. 20, 20 pound buckets of lard in each hand. Yeah, Get that up there. I remember being up in like uh, Lancaster, being at one of the Amish market things, and we like I guess stumbled upon. I don't know. There was I don't know if it was an Amish barber, Mennonite barber, whatever. But on the wall there was like that like North Korean like three haircut picture. You know, like I guess you walked in and like you pointed at which one you were doing. I wonder if we could help them. I mean, not that they need the help, but like, I don't know, just kind of go in, steal that paper off the wall and put a new one up of like, like, you know, and like the barber's like, huh, huh, get the sheep shears, Isaiah, we got some work to do. And just like, they just, hey guys, listen, we just want to update your hair calendar. That's it. It's three new ones, nothing fancy, just a little bit, you know, less Angular. That's all we're going for here. We want you guys to look good. Like just like 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 just a regular ass Caesar. You know, we'll still make fun of you, but like <clears throat> not that bad. Like the the, the fucking like 
Well, the little English lad fucking haircut is just on like a grown man with muscles and shit is just weird. And the neck beard, like you have to purposely shave your mustache. Like that's the weirdest fucking thing to me. Yeah, that is odd. You can do like a high and tight, okay? You know, like a traditional. uh, It doesn't even have to be entering the military because they just like big their head. But a high, you know, a three on the sides all the way up to past the ears. Fade a little bit, then you know, give, give me you know, what is something on top, you know, But yeah, this Mark Davis nonsense. Remember that his fucking haircut, the Raiders owner. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the it's the same basic haircut. It's the Amish. <laughs> I just at least I think he's trolling though. I think that's what he's doing. I mean, I think he's like a brand in and of himself. Yeah, I yeah. think that's on purpose. He's just I like, think yep, it, fuck it. I can look as ridiculous as I want with my oversized untailored white suits and my haircuts that have four 90 degree angles starting from my neck all the way to my ears. And I still get laid by women that are much more beautiful than you'll ever be around, let alone get intimate with. (laughs) You might be at a restaurant a hundred yards from a woman that I sleep with. Man. Now I'm thinking about maybe bad haircuts are the way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, getting laid with the Amish do. Like, ooh, what's yeah. that? Like, it's the yeah. Amish do, baby. Well, and you then, like, you know, think about it. Like, the the new, the kids just brought back the worst haircut of all time. Like, uh, how many mullets have I seen rolling around? I see this kid up at the grocery store pushing carts. Must be about 18. Again, you know, Amish strapping. Like, looks like a strapping Amish young man mm-hmm. with a fucking, like, like, the bad guy from, like, a Knight Rider episode. Just haircut. I was like, damn, that thing is luscious. And you did this on purpose. I guarantee he's swimming in it. Just swimming in it. I wish I could do one so bad. <laughs> you could. Uh, I can't professionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alan's going to have to come down with a month-long thing of pink eye in order to pull that yeah. off. Uh, yeah. I got a lot of explaining to do at fucking institutions of higher learning that are run by the federal government. It's the things of that nature. <laughs> have we like, crossed? Uh, the... Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> I don't yeah, know, you know. I don't know. But but haven't we crossed that threshold? Aren't we allowed to pretty much do whatever we want now? I mean, there was a time not too long ago where like nurses, if they had like if they had tattoos that would show beyond like sleeves, they had to wear sleeves all the time. Now nobody cares. Nobody cares. People like nurses have like sleeve tattoos to their fingertips now. Nobody gives a shit. Well, we learned that. I will say I have been like, like I currently have, I guess what one would call like a faux hawk, but I don't like it being called that. But yeah, I've been kind of like walking the line with it, but like it's, it's, I keep it generally clean and I go to the barber every two weeks. So like, it's not, it never gets like super long or really crazy. So like, I think you could push boundaries, but like it also is my, my clientele. Like, as my clientele has gotten ritzier, I've had to, like... Sure, I'm, I get that. I, yeah. Because I'm, I'm... Look, I'm a polo and Chino's kind of guy. Polo and, like, I don't wear jeans, but that's kind of the vibe. But I have to, like, actually tuck my shirt in now from time to time and fucking put a shirt with more than three buttons on. It's like, ah. It sucks. does make me wonder if... Okay, like my, okay. My again. Henley has four buttons. You could rock this. <laughs> like, like money though. Like, like the Raiders head coach, right? 
he don't have to worry about anything. He can do whatever he wants. And the he owner, chooses... you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Sorry. The head coach. Oh, what? Well, yes, the <laughs> the owner of the Raiders. What's his name again? I cannot remember. Uh, Mark Davis. Davis. Mark Davis. Like he can do whatever he wants because he doesn't have to care. His his financial future is not uh, based on the perception of someone else. Like Alan has to try to like convince these people that he is a professional, so he has to have a nice haircut, right? So no. Mark Davis. He has no contemporaries. Yeah, you know Trump before this whole debacle of presidential getting involved in politics, he could have a stupid haircut and it made him money because he didn't have to care about all this stuff. And the list goes on and on of just like people being just dumb because they got so much fucking money. I could only imagine. It's like God's God's keeping us in line by keeping us kind of poor. <laughs> like if you guys had too much money, like Wes, you would have a mullet definitely. I know you would. You would have like. The Richard Dean Anderson fucking MacGyver mullet rocking. Oh. No, no, honestly, if I if I if I had money, I'd, I'd constantly rock a uh, I'd rock a, I'd rock a beard with shaved head. Really, not not shaved, but bick like sh- like like David Beckham short. Okay, well you could do that now. What's anybody gonna care yeah, about? Didn't you do that? I don't know, man. I just I, Sarah likes my hair. You know. A... Okay, so that has nothing to do with money. That's the point. Yeah, but yeah, see. <laughs> But I guarantee, if you had a bill, of, if you had one B in the bank, like she wouldn't give a shit about your hair. Uh, yeah, that's a, well, that's that's my point, man. I'm, I'm kind of at a point where you know, it's a, it's kind of a, I've I've kicked my coverage, you know. <laughs> she's she's about now forty one. I'm not. Alan actually told me this in his pool about two summers ago. He's like, man, a couple, you know, college you. I guess I you're playing the field. Forty thirty nine year old you. What the fuck you doing? That's as good as you're gonna get, bro. So you know, gonna keep her happy. He's <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sage advice right there. If I had some money, I would rock. I would. I. I probably would go for the straight, just stupid mustache. I just. I don't know why I don't actually. I'm a mailman. So what do I, I care? Would, <laughs> like you're in a good profession for it. I know. Hey. I'm at. Oh yeah, like I could. I could get weird with this thing. I have gotten weird with this thing. I'm going to end up with just a mustache at one point in time. But, like, I had somebody ask me the other day, like, actually, I asked Kelly, was like, you ever ask him to shave his beard? And she was like, no, that'd be fucking weird. I would, I don't even know what he would look like without a beard. Like, <laughs> it's been so fucking long. Uh, yeah, I don't know what Gross. I would do. Grow that back or I'm filing for divorce now. I might do okay. it like... I might do it in like August after I've gotten a lot of sun, and then just mm. shave it all off and see what happens. Oh <laughs> God, you look like a clown. Do you look like fucking Ronald McDonald? Yeah, I mean, I'll have it all back in like a month. I know, but yeah. you look like you look like you have that Michael Jackson disease like instantly. I <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, middle classes, everyone. Mur. Alan and Fox, man, thank you all for joining us here in uh, early bits of 2024. Um, <clears throat> I didn't even know this was a thing. Apparently, there's a there's a movement, and it's scary. And we were talking about hair and what you would do with your hair and how you would tailor it and temper it and manicure it and cut it or not cut it. And apparently, not cutting it is the answer. Murr, tell us what we got in store for friend or foe. All right, I'm going to read a news story to you. You're going to tell me if you agree or disagree, friend or foe. Let it grow. The Janu-Harry movement wants us to embrace body hair, but it's not our body hair that they want us to embrace. It's 
ladies' body hair. The first month of the year is traditionally a time of change and resolution. Gym membership spike. People seek new jobs in record numbers and abstaining from alcohol and meat becomes a popular pastime. But over the past six years, this period has also been marked by Harry, an initiative challenging women to put down their razors for the month. Despite its name, the message is evergreen and the campaign official... The campaign's official Instagram account, which has over 40,000 followers, posts image of women celebrating their body hair year-round in a bid to normalize it. So, January, Janu, I'm sorry, January, <laughs> friend or foe, are you for the ladies uh, leaving their razors on the counter or foe? No. There is absolutely a reason why stylistically we groom ourselves in some way, shape, or form, and this is just a... This is a this is a lame attempt at empowerment. Wes, I will start with you. Well, I'm I'm attempting to. Okay, yeah. So I want to go through a few. <laughs> I love of these. that. That's the picture that starts it, though. Yeah. This is this here is uh, Eugene Levy as a woman. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I believe I so. Yeah, and thought. for those for those of you who are listening and not watching, it looks to be I just uh, you know Russian. Uh, some sort of middle central western European. It looks like Kylie Jenner with a fucking unibrow. Yeah, I think them. they just photoshopped Kylie Jenner and like with the Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. Eyebrows. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that she did. She does have the the Santino Morella unibrow. You're absolutely right. The next one. This is where things get dicey. Okay, I see a beautiful black princess. I bap, if you will. Right. But as we go down here, it looks, uh, yeah, it's more like said Jamie Foxx between the breasts. It's, you know, unscathed, completely unmanicured chest hair. I didn't know know women could do that. I don't think they can. I think somebody got happy with the I think somebody I hope somebody got happy with the Photoshop. I think these are like weird Photoshops. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Really? Otherwise, you need to go to an endocrinologist. Oh, here we are. Yeah. Okay. Looks like Bubba Sparks, the Indian version. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no more. I guess there's no more photos. Uh, just straight up armpit hair. Eh. I, all right. So am I? Am, oh, who is it? Is it Julia Roberts? Damn. Yeah, like yeah, this I don't think these are. Like I'm fairly oh, yeah. certain I've seen that photo before without pit hair. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. And that's dude okay. pit hair, by the way. That is not female pit hair. Like there's yeah. a. There's a yeah. coarseness. Okay, so and my friend in her fell in January for the women. Yeah, I guess that's that's the question. Like, I guess the friend is like, yeah, you know, I mean, we should really see. Maybe, maybe we like it. Maybe we just don't know because it's become so normalized for women to shave mm. their bodies. Or foe, uh, no, it's not. It's just not part of our culture. It's not attractive to us. It's a fake attempt at empowerment. What say you? Well, I, I I always say, and I always prescribe to, and I've got, I've gotten in debates with not only Sarah but other women that I've that have dated in the past about this whole thing of how long it takes them to get ready. Like, you can get showered, your hair done, and in a suit within twenty minutes. Like, yeah, you bet, absolutely. I can look fucking aces for a wedding in twenty minutes. Just, I, and and I'll drink a couple beers before you're even close to being done. I didn't write the script. I didn't set the morals and the values and the uh, societal norms to where, you know, you have to do all this. I've even said you don't have to doll yourself up all that much. I love you. You're fucking beautiful. Like, don't don't worry about that. Uh, 
When it comes to something like this, yeah, man, I'm not on board with fucking hairy ass armpits. I'm not on board with with unibrows. Uh, you know, even like the the the, the, the listen. I manscape regularly from chin down, okay? And while that's not the expectation, I'm certainly not going to be like, yeah, baby, let's fucking dial it. Let's get back to deep throat. Like, what's deep throat? Well, let's put it in the VHS. Let's break out the VHS and I'll show you what that's all about. I mean, listen, I'm not going to tell people not to do it. But then again, when I'm for a campaign that's laser hair removal February, don't come hating on me. Don't come fucking hating. Okay. <laughs> Alan. I, respect, I respect it. Uh, I mean, I agree with the set. Like, it's not for me attractive, and I think that's where, like, we're all kind of Western men, right? So we're kind of, like, it's, like you said, it's not really our, our culture or style. Uh, I mean, do whatever the fuck you want. I don't give a shit. Fucking, I could really care less if you do it. So I guess to answer your friend with a foe after foe with a friendy aftertaste. <laughs> for, for like, because, uh, yeah, like, I don't give a shit. Go for it. And honestly, like, like for me, like if I think if a girl had like like some pit hair, I probably wouldn't even mind. Like, I think I would more notice like the legs or like you know what I mean, things like that. Yeah. Like, so you know, or like chest hair. That just I think they took liberties. Somebody of uh, the fucking an in, intern over there was getting fucking frisky with Photoshop. <laughs> he was just learning some stuff. Uh, yeah, like. Like I said, I think it is definitely cultural, but fucking, yeah, fuck it, man. There are biological, look, we have biological reasons for our hair, fucking the pheromones and shit, fucking, yeah. I mean, it should, I would think, work in the other direction because they're also human beings like we are. So maybe, hey, maybe we're missing out on some fucking hot pheromone action. I don't know, but it's not for me. And you do you make a good point, Murray? Like I know you you got a lot of opinions on this. The legs, you're right, yeah, a hundred percent right. The armpits, that's one thing. I even posted a picture of a, of, of a model <clears throat> to a, a group of friends of mine, a model who hadn't shaved her armpits, and I was like, guys, would you? And one of the guys was like, I'd lick her armpits and ask for more. Uh, <clears throat> but you're right, the legs, the, the not shaving of the legs, which, hey man, that's a pain in the fucking ass when when, you know. When a girl's like, I, I shave my legs. Men, a nickel's worth of free advice from a 41-year-old who's not married. Take, Make note. Make note of that. Yeah, that's fair. They hate doing that shit, so I give yeah. them that one. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain level that I'm willing to accept, but like to like make some sort of empowerment statement out of it. Okay, if you're happy being single, grow away, ladies. I don't – it's fine. I'm not – it doesn't bother me at all. Do what you want. But don't come at me like I'm supposed – I am the arbiter of beautiful. In the Western culture, as Alan said, like that's that's not a that's not an aesthetically pleasing look. Um, and I'm the – if I biologically am the thing you're trying to attract, then just like that fucking weird-ass bird in the forest that does his little dance with his feathers fall flocked out. Like boop, 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 boop. He doesn't do that because he's getting exercise or because he wants to. He's getting that because he wants a mate. He wants some. He wants some hot chick to come down. So he does some stupid wrinkly dinkly dance that probably gets him noticed by every predator on the forest floor. That potentially gets him murdered. Like, should he just stop? Yeah. Well, he can stop, and he could never have sex again. So, ladies, if you would like to stop and never attract a male mate, then have at it. Have your January and see where it gets you. So, if you would like to do it, fine. But don't ask me 
to be okay with it because I'm just not. I mean, yeah, I don't care, but I'm not. Yeah. I think that's the thing, right? Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't just, I'm not going to ridicule you over it. It's just not my mm. thing. And I'll ridicule like, you over it. <laughs> eh, I don't care. Yeah. What do you say? Like, damn, girl, just shave your legs. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't even have good ridicule for that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, aren't they really just enhancing, like, what's naturally kind of not there anyway? Like, men, like, our hair is robust. Like, when I leg hair, like, right now, actually, in the wintertime, my, uh, the leg, the hair on the side of my legs gets rubbed off and it looks rather dainty. And I can't wait for that shit to grow back in. And it grows back in quick and it grows back in nice and thick, nice and manly. But like when a woman, like even like, like a blonde woman, if her leg hair grows in, at first you can see it because of the stubble. But over after like a month, it's like, oh yeah, I guess you do have some, something going yeah. on there. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's weird. But I mean, you could just get rid of it because your body... Their hair is not as naturally coarse as ours, so it's almost like they're just enhancing what nature is already sort of like dehanced normally. Wait, hold on. I th I thought if a man and a woman don't manicure their armpit hair, it's about the same. Yeah, I, I feel mean, like it's fairer. Probably, maybe maybe a little, but not really. Like biologically, that hair under your armpits and your pubes and your be like your beard hair is coarser than your head hair. Or the hair yeah. on your arms, because it serves a different purpose. Okay. I just, Either way, I, I, I'm foe. I thought there was just a, stop a it. Foe, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to petition. I'm not going yeah. to come out with I like. Hey, what, what, what would look, be? Like Wes said, I mean, Mar, I think you had a little. Somebody going to lay you, ladies. You always get laid. Don't matter if you're hairy yeah. or not hairy. Doesn't fuck matter. I mean, like the the Wes's example. Somebody licked that armpit. Yeah, Don't somebody's into it. Somebody's yeah. always into it. That was a that was a married yeah. man who said that, by the way. So this isn't you know that guy was like, yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah, yeah. But but then again, too, like hot is hot. Like Cindy Crawford, like it's kind of hard to mess up that painting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. That's like I knew a guy. Actually, I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna out the person. He's a relative uh, who was talking about eating ass, fucking two, the year two thousand, and we were like, what motherfucker? Eating ass, <laughs> and then it fast forward to, to you don't eat ass. You're a weirdo, like mm. you know what I mean. So, who knows, man? Maybe we're behind the times. <laughs> I'd like to meet this ambassador of ass eating. By oh, the way. I'll, I, I just, can introduce you. <clears throat> I was I was a little bit uh, I was a little bit nervous about about advertising that I did that in the two thousands. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like no. a, it's like a cut Star Wars character, ambassador ass eater. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> so, yeah. that shit. Casual conversation one day. We were like, yeah. Yeah. huh? It was like, <laughs> What'd you just it was like say? Ladder, ladder part of college. And someone, someone was like, yeah, eating ass. How's it about to be? Like, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, shit's gross. I was like, yeah, to totally gross. So, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> like, disgusting. No one, I don't know <laughs> anybody that does that. <laughs> <It's> hilarious. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I'll well, technically say that the foes have uh, this one. Uh, yeah, so. Alan's foey aftertaste, I think, set it over the line. So it's just, yeah. ladies, look, you do what you want, but yeah. just know that the consequences are coming. Because, like, No Shave November, it enhances your masculinity because that's something that men are just known for, right? So you're doing something that men are known for, which makes yeah, you less feminine. So stop. Or don't. I don't care, but I don't like it. 
I, I think as a matter of fact, do, do January and February and make that shit Gorilla March. Come out with like, come out looking like, you know, one of these pandas that were waving at the Chinese zoo. <laughs> That's fair. I think the blondes have a natural advantage, though. You know, That's you true. can kind of grow it. Like you were saying, you can grow it out and not really notice. You know, yeah. I think poor Peruvian girl is going to look fucking Come ahead, looking like, looking like Monk. Fucking Tony Shaloub. <laughs> you know they're coming out with a movie, by the way? A monk yeah. movie? I didn't yeah. see that. Uh, was yeah. it popular enough to make twenty million at the box office? I think it was. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I, I, didn't, I didn't think it'd come out. I think they're coming out with. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, oh, are they really oh. gonna roll the dice on that? Like, I mean, I can I see like a Netflix streaming on USA. Yeah. It's like a cult following. It's like I I, I kind of parallel that with people who were like myself scrubs fans now you oh, get they're, they're, fan. they're, yeah. they're i think you've lost some of the luster i think you could do a scrub movie yeah i think it might be a little late now mm-hmm. but yeah no it is one of those cult followings like usa had a bunch of those around the same time like psych people love yeah. that fucking show uh yeah it's just one of those things i wish the the doctor there was a doctor thing where the, the guy that had a cane all the time oh house House, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that wasn't USA, was no, it? No, that was fucking like ABC. Yeah, I would think it was on Fox. And that guy was just yeah. such an asshole that it was like... But I think yeah. everybody... You know, I think everybody kind of like gravitated to that is because that's actually how people's pompous-ass bosses really are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just condescending dickheads. Like I think that's more the norm than like these altruistic like i'm gonna do it because it's the right thing to do but you'll lose your license well that's a license i'm willing to lose i just like them because like i like him i'm in a results business so the greater the result the more i get to be like go fuck yourself like (laughs) and yeah that's what he would do he'd be like oh check this out and he'd do something crazy or fucking have them like break into somebody's apartment and they'd come back, and he'd be like, "Look, this guy's got super, super rhombo nucleo osteoporosis, and fucking his bones are gonna turn to jelly if we don't give him this shot." And he'd go save him, and be like, "See that bitch? Go tell the donors to give us some money." Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's after Alan's fake diagnosis, <laughs> fake, fake disease that he just made up. I want to learn more. It sounded pretty legit to me, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Instantaneous Dude. bone dusting. I mean, he put porosis in there, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a I real word. Yeah, osteo. I heard that as well. <laughs> yeah, osteitis. I, I know root words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. How the hell can you have inflammation after the bones have dissolved? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird disease, man. Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. Feed our brains. Feed me, Seymour. It's 2024. We got a whole new, it's not even amazing facts. It's, what's it called? Facts that sound like bullshit. Uh, is, that, is that the tagline? Is that how you're going to say it? How do you want me to? You you seem to have a lot of opinions on Fun Fact Friday these days. Facts that sound like yeah, I got to get the cover of the book out because I have to write them down now. Okay, so here we go. Your first official Fun Fact Friday of 2024. It's time for your true facts that sound like bullshit. Brought to you, of course, by our brand new friend, Cuckster 
for life over at Instagram. By the way, uh, I just want to point out that uh, <clears throat> not me, but the Cuckster told me mm. when he went to bed uh, and woke up uh, after doing some recordings last week to inform everyone of his own cucking, that his girlfriend woke up and said, oh, you didn't shave your mustache. And the Cuckster said, no, I'm sorry. And <clears throat> anywho, <laughs> I can't stay in character all that long. Sarah said, I'm sorry. I've, I've, I want you to be creative. I want you to be funny. I want you to be entertaining. I want you to branch out. But I just can't. I can't. I can't get behind the cuckster. I don't like him. I don't like what he stands for. I'm sorry. And walked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, We're not, you're not our target audience, baby. <laughs> you don't want to be ravaged by another man while I watch. <laughs> I don't like what the cuckster stands for. Look, the like, cuckster, he, he, he's developing. He's coming into his own. He's just, uh, you know, he just got, he's a, he needs well, to find his question, own philosophy. Question, what does she think he stands for? Because to me, he stands for the, the American freedom of letting an, an, another man pleasure your wife. When I mean, he can't or don't want to. Or just would prefer it. To me, he you stands know, for the institution of marriage and uh, not giving up yeah. on that thing. Any means yeah. necessary to keep the, the household yeah. together. Yeah, you know, the truth be told, it was 8, 8, 8.30 in the morning. I was a little hungover, and I wasn't exactly <laughs> in the argumentative state to uh, let her know about the morals and values of the cuckster. Um, and, and, and I giggled about, I don't like what he stands for. Now, I think it more or less had to do with the fact that she got up to go get some coffee and I was still rocking a Fu Manchu because I was too lazy to shave that off after I recorded Cuckster the night before. I just went right to bed. So, boo frickety who, Cuckster for life. <laughs> well, let's get to it. Your fun fact Friday. True facts. It sound like bullshit. Did you know? Frank Sinatra, who was born in an apartment in Hoboken, New Jersey, in 1915, he would have been 108 years old today, weighed a whopping 13 and a half pounds at birth. The average weight of a newborn today is about seven and a half pounds. Shoo. 13? 13 and a half. I feel like that half pound is uh, significant. That's what I'm going to say. It's probably like probably eight, eight to nine pounds of that was vocal cords, you know? <laughs> Just came out just like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> no, but it makes me wonder, like, because that that seven and a half pounds does seem to be like pretty. I mean, you hear about like, oh, he was eight pounds, and everybody's like, oh, that was a big baby. But I, like, it does seem as though we've got it dialed in. Like everything about a pregnancy is pretty, pretty standardized these days. A natural birth in 1915 of a 14-pound baby. That's... God, in a, in a bathtub in Hoboken. Sheesh, <laughs> they probably that bath that that porcelain was probably damaged, just shattered. Look, <laughs> like a piece of artwork. The porcelain. That poor woman just split in half. <laughs> Jesus, long ways. Yeah, God. <laughs> Yeah, and Hoboken. I didn't. I forgot that that was the uh, that was the. He still kind of stuck around there. He he called other places home, uh, L.A., Vegas, a few other spots, New York. But he he always went back to his roots. It was, I, I, there's a fun fact. He always had a place in Hoboken. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Dude, he cool. ran that joint, man. I mean, just being involved and like you know, 
the criminal element in some capacity? Because, I mean, he had to, to, like, to be in those clubs and all that stuff. What? You're throwing your No, mouth. I'm just, I, I'm like, like, I was shaking, you were saying all the shit, the extracurriculars. The guy won a fucking, an academy for best supporting actor. Yeah. He got out of, he got out of singing to act and he won an academy. Yeah, well, that's what Elvis did. Elvis didn't win a fucking academy. He wasn't even no. nominated. No, I know, but like Elvis also didn't probably have half of like every Italian name in all of New Jersey and New York working for him behind the scenes. Hey, no, hey, so, listen. Do so you think you think if Elvis was more plugged in, he could have been academy worthy? I've seen saying, those movies. I'm not saying that talent wise he would have been, but like as far as like somehow his name sliding its way into an envelope, yes, maybe. A nomination, perhaps. Yeah. Like, hey, Tito, tonight, there's going to be a red envelope. You're going to write my name on a white piece of paper. You're going to take Cary Grant out of there. And you're going to put old blue eyes in there. Got it? <laughs> Got it. Sure thing, boss. <laughs> that's how I'm saying that went down. That's, that's how the henchman sounded, yeah. too. Yeah. And Sammy Absolutely. Davis was like, you know, we ought to, we ought to celebrate afterwards. <laughs> I'll do the celebrating around here. <laughs> you do the ballot stuffing. Now get out of here. Did you know the Inuit, formerly known as Eskimo, traditionally practiced a form of conflict resolution known as song duels? According to anthropologist Dr. Deanne Pakistaki Kingston, <laughs> In West Greenland, after a challenge, quote, both parties then prepared a series of songs about the other person, pointing out activities and behaviors the other person committed that were considered inappropriate. At the scheduled time, the two exchanged songs in front of both settlements until one person could not reply. Songs then produced the most, songs that produced the most laughter determined the winner of the duel. So rap fucking battle, dude. They had rap yeah, battle. That sounds battle. awesome. To say that this is a this is a roast, but it probably more intricate. Yeah, yeah. I learned an interesting thing. I've, I told you guys I watch a lot of like Alaska shows. I learn interesting things about the Inuit people all the time. And this is just <laughs> another one. <laughs> the way Learned you cut so seal, the way you cut the seal, don't make your wife squeal. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. Boom. All right. Did you know when scientists averaged the light of 200,000 galaxies, they found it averaged into a shade of beige now called cosmic latte? Mm. Yummy. Astronomers <clears throat> sprinkle a little Milky Way in that. Ooh, <laughs> you got yourself a pick me up in the morning. What would you want it to look like? I mean, I I don't know. Like it's you look up at the sky, you see like basically white light. You blend it all together. What do you want it to look like? Yeah, it's not going to be what amazing. Think it's come out too. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like galaxies look like. I feel like I'm starting to feel like astronomers are like space archaeologists. You know, we've had they the discussion, are. like, in the in the Rick mm -hmm. and Morty episode where they just kind of make up, like, the three different planets and civilizations make up their own stories about dinosaurs yeah. and, like, how they looked like and what they behaved. That's what we're doing with space. Look at that, The man. communal communal soup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know. If, did you guys see when they put together the um, image of the first black hole 
Like you know, like they nice CGI image, I, or like I did, and that, there was uh, Greg Luganis was doing a springboard, right? That's off right. I remember this. That's right. Just doing that. No, but they <laughs> thank you, Greg. We appreciate your comment on the hop set. They got the data in, and they all theorized like what the what the image of the data was going to look like, and when you see it, it looks like somebody put like Vaseline on the lens of like a Canon camera. And then just like shot a picture of a Cheerio that was on fire, and and then they're like, "That's it. That's the picture. That's what we thought it should look like." And then they give it to you know uh, Rasputin, the, uh, the the NYU fucking like uh, photo photographer that's amazing at Photoshop, and he gives you the image that they present to the public, and it looks amazing. You know, it looks like this ring of fire around a black orb and yada yada that's not what they're you know so they are they're making shit up they're making shit up because they don't think we can handle the truth so what's the truth the truth is it's just like you know when they get this data it's just it's just numbers and they gotta like it's just numbers it's not interesting at all they gotta figure out how to make it interesting by creating you know whimsical tales of what happened cosmic latte yeah, but okay. On the same foot of that, I I saw a physics teacher, heard a physics teacher just rip apart, uh, <clears throat> rip apart Star Wars. For what purpose? To basically say what you like. Some of the okay. For instance, when they're having space battles, you wouldn't hear any of the explosions of the spaceships because there's no yeah, gravity. Okay, so you what? Okay, he's <clears throat> mad at Star Wars for being no, for being entertaining. Just, no, just. <laughs> You're sitting here ripping these space archaeologists in half, and all of a because sudden George Lucas it, is the no Frank point. Sinatra of fucking of space archaeology. At no point did George Lucas say, like, based on a true story in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. You know, like, they, they, yeah, that's fair. He just is like, yeah, I guess I should have known that that might be the case when an eight foot fucking. Alf came running out of the corner going, <laughs> like, ah, that, uh, there's no way that on that planet that they, the gravitational uh, forces on that planet uh, were far too, were far too dense in order for a creature to grow to that size. It's just, well, okay. Never Here's, evolved he, that. The, two more, two other things that he said that you couldn't use jet engines in space, that the TIE fighters were more believable because they're solar powered. Is that what they were? Yeah, the, that, the, there's panels on the side. I think there's panels on the side, but they, they, were they solar powered? I don't know about solar powered. I think the solar gravy, <sighs> solar juiced. And then the other one was that the, when they're going through the asteroid field, there's no asteroid field. An asteroid field like that, uh, asteroids are like I don't know, like 600, 700 kilometers away. There's nothing that's like asteroids are, you know. Six, seven, twenty, forty feet apart. Or maybe they were just using like asteroid field as like a colloquial term of like giant pile of rocks in space, and maybe something had just recently shattered and they were really close together. You know, I would have liked to implant you to this physics teacher that I had in high school, so you could just rebut everything yeah. that he said. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. this is by the way. You see what you see what I'm doing to you. This is what I get every time I bring up a fact. How's <laughs> it feel? Not not fun, is it? Not always fun. I don't know. I mean, you know, just can't take the heat. Get off for Fun Fact Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Did you know 
There's a very good scientific reason for why stepping on a Lego brick hurts so much. It's too durable. An individual Lego brick can easily handle up to 950 pounds of force. So when you step on one, it simply refuses to transmit any of your applied force. Instead, it gives it right back to you and the most delicate nerve endings in your foot. So normally when you step on something, it will, it will even like a golf ball, like will flex, it will give a little bit. Legos, we don't have enough, we don't have enough juice to even like put a dent in that thing. I believe. 995 pounds, you said? 950. But damn, that's to think to think a small Lego, the dynamic force then breaks it at nine nine fifty one. Yeah, that 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 is a lot of juice. Which reminds me, as we're getting all philosophical and mathematical here, there's a great meme of uh what looks to be soldiers led by a general, uh who's like pointing out on a warboard and he's pointing at a foot. <laughs> this is where we attack. You ever seen that? This is where the Legos attack, yeah. Is that a far side <laughs> comic? Uh, no, I think I saw it somewhere. I think I saw an E-Bombs world, like early 2000s. I just found it hilarious. Like this is E-Bombs this world. Legos, Legos attack here. But yeah, Christ, I've stepped on a Lego. I've stepped on a train set. G.I. Joes. Uh, old wrestlers. Ugh. This is actually reminds me. Do you, How well do you remember Bad Boys, the first one? Uh, very, oh, very well. Remember, he says, uh, he says, I I had to sleep on the couch and I had a Power Ranger stuck up my ass. (laughs) And and I I laughed and my dad said, hey, man, you think you think that's funny. You fall asleep on that couch drunk. You're going to get a toy (laughs) up your ass. I've had I've had some of the G.I. Joe's. I have some of your wrestlers like, oh, oh, Hulk, Hulkster. (laughs) Check it on the ground. Go to sleep. Guckster. What are you doing there? Oh, and wait, shoot. And finally, I've dropped my fact. Mm. And finally. Don't read the back of that Tito's bottle. We know what that (laughs) fact is, asshole. (laughs) Did you know, through the Y2K scare, it, hold on. Sorry, I said through. I should have said, did you know, though, the Y2K scare didn't wind up producing any real world problems, one computer in a video rental store in upstate New York, went on the fritz and charged a customer over $91,000 for taking out a VHS of, quote, the general's daughter. The flustered patron was given a free rental for their trouble. A single computer. 91 91 grand. Mm -hmm. Damn. It was like one of those fucking blockbuster computers that they never hooked up to the internet. It just (laughs) never got got an update. (laughs) Fuck it. Charge somebody a million dollars for the general's daughter. <laughs> I I know I had some overdue videos, man, but I'm sorry. Fuck this. This is too yeah. crazy. Uh, yeah. It was like Rochester, Syracuse, or something like that. That's wild. Yeah. Well, man, I, and it's just amazing that that you know something that was so there, there was so much commotion over Y2K, and and you know what? The thing is, that's confirmation. They had a right yeah. to be scared. Imagine that happened on everything. But the thing yeah. I thought of when I read this, I probably still have a blockbuster VHS cassette tape somewhere in my house, even to this day. Like, if that company still exists in any form, even as just like an like an LLC after bankruptcy, like, what if they had the database? Like, they found the ledger 
and they went after all of us for like contractually obligated late fees. Could they just reestablish themselves or just, you know, create some giant windfall? Like how many WWE, WWF wrestling videos are just under somebody's bed somewhere that were just never returned? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's evidenced by this story. They didn't hook them up to the internet at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was a master blockbuster database. <laughs> but what if they had a ledger? I mean, they had to. I mean, I remember the, one of the video stores I went to. They had to write down, like, you know, put a, put a check mark or an X, like this one's out. You know, they kept a ledger of like what videos they had and which ones were out and who had them. So yeah. they have to have something. I mean, there's still such thing as bearer bonds that you're just going on like, well, this guy's got it. He's responsible, and he, he reaps the rewards and the benefits of it. So if, if I'm just saying if, like, all of the Blockbuster franchise owners got together and actually went after all of us for, like, residual late fees, I wonder if that case would stand. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze, man. Yeah, it's like you're so. talking about nationwide, you know, the, the, the detective work. Between what, the, yeah. the handful of blockbuster owners that still exist that still want to do something like this? Yeah. God, you could even get them all together for a for a conference in Vegas and be like, okay, we got you all here. We're going to do a nationwide hunt to get all of our old stuff. Three quarters of the room is going to get up and walk out. Yeah, but nobody's going to go gamble. But nobody's going to have it. Is my point. So you'd have to like, you'd have to at minimum, you'd have to pay the nineteen ninety nine purchase price of each one of these VHS cassettes. And I'm saying that there's probably enough of them out there that that might be worth a few million dollars. Ooh. Man, I've been hard, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a lot. Plus, you... like, uh, it's a fucking... I just don't see how, like, it's it would be almost near impossible. And, like, when do you, Are you just saying... So we're not even doing late fees. We're just fucking buying the VHSs? Because, like, you can't I mean, calculate late fees. They fucking went out of business. Like you can't keep calculating late fees to now. Like it says I mean, here, you you signed the membership, and that that holds you liable, sir. Yeah, I, well, again, this is this is going to be a question for our our legal counsel, who we're overdoing speaking to anyway. So I'll, I'll uh-huh. put this one, I'll pencil this one down. But so I would say that in the initial lawsuit, you would go after everyone for late fees. That would get thrown out, and then you would say, okay, fine. Then we need the value of the VHS cassette at the time that it was not returned. And then I would say that's like, what, 20 bucks a pop, right? 20 bucks? We, mm, we, we good I on mean, that? No, but I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say that almost they're almost going to guarantee that you're not going to get the value of it at the time. You're going to get the value of it now. Yeah. Like, they're well, gonna get, like if this goes to court, a judge is giving them retroactive fucking new VHS fees. You know what but I'm you saying? better be careful though, because then you say value now. Uh, what was like Julia Roberts' first real movie, like Mystic Pizza or something? A shit movie back when it came out. But now it's like, oh wait, this is like a baseball card. You know, you got yourself an Onus Wagner coming down the pike. It's like, oh no, that movie—it's so rare because nobody watched it. It's uh, it was now worth uh, two hundred ninety-seven dollars. And so yeah. now you've got. So if you want to go with that value route, you could be screwed. Yeah, yourself. I mean, I get what you're well, saying, but. I don't see like baseball cards are baseball cards. I could pick it up, turn it around, read his stats. Still, the its functionality is still very much available to me. Yeah. And I could if just I were to up, give you Mystic Pizza. Good luck finding a way to watch it, Dick. 
Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we no, you don't get more because the movie was good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the general's daughter on eBay VHS for two dollars. Yeah, okay. see. Let me see if I have Mystic Pizza. Let me see. VHS. VHS. Uh, nine dollars. See. See? So if you average it all out, man, I mean, I'm just saying there's some. Yeah, I'm sure there's some that are going to be a little bit more than others, but like, yeah. The 15, <laughs> the 15 rarest VHS tapes and how much they're worth. I've never even heard of Tammy and the T Rex. About 100 bucks. <laughs> uh, Let It Be by the Beatles. The Beatles. It's about yeah. 100 bucks. A History of Violence. Uh, that's about a hundred bucks. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nineteen eighty-two release, three hundred and up. I think I have one of those from Blockbuster. My uh, the house. Walt Disney Home <laughs> Videos uh, vary from fifty to three hundred. See, see, I'm just saying there, there's there's some meat on that bone if you really went a knocking on doors, and you can still buy a uh, VHS player on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure. Get, you, uh, get this one. Number nine is sealed copies of the Fast and Furious with a watermark around 400 bucks. Jesus Christ. WCW Bash the Beach, 500 bucks. Oh, is it 96? Is uh, it where the NWO no, it's, becomes a. Uh... Oh, wow. The last Bash must have been some... before B- I... WCW was bought. I know that I still have both the both the Summer Slams with the uh, the ladder matches between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. Got them at oh, from, from from Blockbuster <laughs> Brothers Market. By the way, if if you're also trying to get a last minute uh, good bad movie re- review, The General's Daughter, twenty one percent on Rotten Tomato. Uh, Travolta, Leslie Stephenson, James Wood, Madeline Stowe, James Cromwell, Timothy Hutton, and Clarence Williams III. Just you know. bro, this top five really took a fucking leap here. We're gonna we're gonna sidebar. Uh, so number five, sealed copies of Twister, nineteen ninety seven, two thousand dollars. Sealed copies of the nineteen eighty two Star Wars release, thirty five hundred and up. Oof. Sealed. Beauty and the Beast, the Black Diamond label release. I don't know what the fuck that means. Ten grand and up. That's number three. Number two, holographic ET limited edition release, about forty thousand dollars. And do you want to take Jesus a- Christ? Right. Yeah, I know. Right. And now prepare yourselves. Do you want to take a stab at what number one might be? Oof. Number one's got to be. Give right a, I'll give you a hint. It's from the eighties. Hmm. <laughs> what's the it's big, not okay. E.T. Yeah, what's the biggest it's, movie from the 80s that's not E.T.? I mean, it might be another Star Wars flick. It could Indiana be Indiana uh, Jones. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Um, da, uh, da, uh, hold on. Um, but, um, da, hold on. I think something that changed the fucking fa- uh, 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 Back to the Future. I'm going to say Back to the no. Future holographic sealed fucking Gandhi. Nah. So number one is sealed copies of the 1986 release of The Goonies. 125,000 uh, they have sold for. Wow. Wow. Hey, so you, you guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I just, I, sorry. I, I thought I had something smart, smart ass to say about that. And all I can say is like, 
Good for you. You can you got Mark Davis money. You can cut your hair any way you'd like. You get laid by supermodels and buy $125,000 copies of The Goonies. You know, I'm thinking about this. I want to send, like, Mr. Beast a message and be like, hey, you know all this shit that people collect and keep sealed? I want you to buy it and unseal it and watch it. Buy the 1986 fucking Goonies starter pack or whatever it is for $300,000 and put it in like a $20 VHS and just watch it for no reason. Just ruin it for someone so it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> and dress up dress up as Chunk. <laughs> yes. And do the truffle <laughs> shuffle at the, at the end of the movie. <laughs> and that, my friends, is your Fun Fact Friday. Well, thank you. And uh, I feel like I, I'm, I'm enjoying this genre already. Uh, tonight on Before You Go... We're bringing back a bit that we only did about two, maybe three segments of. What do you, who cares? You who cares? <laughs> just, yeah, who cares? We're just bringing it back. Tell you what, folks, it's going it to be the middle class holes badass of the month. And yes, it's January 4th. It's our first podcast of the new year of this month. But we don't even want to wait on it because 13-year-old becomes first person ever, that's right, ever, to beat the game of Tetris. And I'll tell you what, the first time I read that that headline, I didn't think there was a Tetris, end of Tetris. I thought you just got, you know, just kept going and going and going and going and going. Uh, 13-year-old competitive Tetris player becomes the first human known to beat the game on the original NES by forcing it to a kill screen. And doing so, the player, the guy's name's, I, I guess... Blue Scuddy. I'm assuming that's the player's name. That's not probably like a screen name or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think his name is Blue Scuddy. Who knows, man? It's 2024. It's not 2023 anymore, Andrew. Uh, (laughs) Blue Blue Mer broke world records for overall score, levels achieved, and total numbers lines in a 34 year old game. Previously, only AI had broken Tetris, so the feat took. Uh, Blue Scuddy about 38 minutes as shown in a video he posted on his YouTube page as he nears the feet. Blue Scuddy says, oh, I missed it. After misplacing a block, he recovers and says, oh, my God, Uh, as it seems he'll be able to do it. Please crash, as he says, uh, as the blocks uh, careen down the screen and possibly flat fast. So I guess it's got to a point where this fucking blocks are just like choo, 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 wildfire. Uh, He gets another line. The game freezes. Oh, my God. Yes, I'm going to pass out. He says, I can't feel my hands. Well, God bless the <laughs> young man, 13-year-old, who wow. fucking had an orgasm before he could even have an orgasm, more or less. Uh, yeah. Your thoughts on this feat that I, at least I didn't think could be done. I first, Okay, let me ask you this. The game freezing means it was beat. I thought maybe it was like Mario was like, congratulations. No, then, the, the game freezing means that like, that basically the data that's programmed into it is yeah. just no longer it can the, the the processor can no longer compute it. So those blocks yeah. are coming down so fast. There's so many pixels on the screen that the computer's just like, nope, I'm done here. I can't I can't process this information anymore. Over. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I get that now, now now that you make sense. It's it, it outdid the it was NES, so it's what, four bit, eight bit? Eight bit. Yeah. But it, it, I see. I never really played the like NES version of Tetris. I always just played it on the Game Boy, and Game Boy had. I mean, I guess it never ended. 
I mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying for any records either. There was no money in it. There was just bragging rights. But the, the my best accomplishment on that was uh, you could preload like basically shit bricks all the way up to like three quarters of the screen, and then put it on level nine. And then if you could whittle your way down, eventually, uh, like the the space shuttle would take off, and that was how yeah. you beat the game. And I got to that a few times, but not this level. And I've seen. The professionals play Tetris. They don't even they don't even hold the controller the way you and I would normally hold the controller. They do this thing where they have the controller upside down with it rested on their knee mm-hmm. because they have to get it in order to move the bricks fast enough left and right, you have to have like something under your finger to push the controller against Jeez. to go back and forth. Yeah. I th- I thought there may have been a time in the mid to late two thousands where I surfing for internet porn. Uh, the internet would just tell me you reach the end of it. You've it's you've seen, seen everything. You've seen, seen everything. Seen... Yeah. So, uh, and I didn't get there. So I just I, I equate that to this in terms of level of achievement. Still haven't gotten there, actually. No, what's impossible now? I mean, it's just now it's, yeah. with OnlyFans. There was a time well, where I was close. I think. <laughs> well, I do have a question about video games in general. Like today's video games are like goal based, right? You there's a there's a task you must complete. That's how you beat the game. Back then, it was just how much can you take? You know what I mean? You were gonna throw every piece of computing power at you. What's the best you can do? I don't know which version is more satisfying. You know, like that super duper high score that nobody can beat, or just yeah, I did it in record time. Go back to like some of the like like Mario three, right? There were some levels where you had to be, like, pixel perfect on a block before you jumped in order to achieve it. Especially when there was no save and there was no code. It was just, if you get to, you might have to play for three hours to get to this one level. And then it's like, all right, I got all three lives. Okay, I got three chances at this one thing that I've only been to once. And if I can't do it, I have to start all over again. To get to this one screen in this one scenario where I hopefully have three lives to complete it. Like, there's something more satisfying about beating a game like that, I think, than there is, you know, your Call of Duties and things like that. Yeah, well, as a person who still plays video games, not too actively anymore, but reasonably actively, like, Call of Duties are fucking terrible. Like, as story games that you would play by yourself. You only sure, play okay. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I get what you're saying. There is something a little bit satisfying about that. Because, like, every now and then we fire up the Crash Bandicoot on fucking PlayStation. And, like, <laughs> it's, you, like, it, I literally fucking, I go from playing, like, this, in this fucking, like, immersive Wild West world. Where I'm riding horses and shooting motherfuckers with six shooters and then i go into fucking crash bandicoot and i can't like it's harder to play because you've almost like the skill set was different you know what i mean and so like the rudimentary almost rudimentary nature of it is like even harder than any game that i play now so yeah it is a little bit different like i i enjoy the journey on some of those like epic fucking rides that you that you have out now like your Red Dead Redemptions and The Witchers and stuff like the stories are fucking phenomenal. But they're basically like movies. They're like novels that you play through. Whereas like 
Crash Bandicoot, you were like, yep, I gotta get I gotta get to that mask, or else I gotta do this whole fucking ice level over again. And then motherfucking <laughs> penguins, god damn it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's just something about the frustration of of like nothing. Or the very simple thing that that was satisfying. So I feel that. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's ebb and flow. I, I like a little bit of both. I like a little bit yeah. of both. I mean, and and there, there there seemed to be some some games, especially from like the NES era, that were just unbeatable. Um, <clears throat> the, oh yeah. Uh, the, the 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 I can name a few actually, and I owned a very obscure game. It wasn't uh, produced by the traditional uh, NES manufacturer. It had that the, kind of like that curve to it. It was the different the different manufacturer, and it was a Three Stooges game. Actually, yeah. if you go back and read about that, that was actually a game that they said, "Oh, it's impossible to beat." So. Kudos to Blue Scuddy, and and if anything, you've made national headlines on 404media.co. Uh, you've also made it here on the na- on, on the middle class holes as the middle Even class holes badass of January 2024. You will forever live in folklore. Uh, Alan, tell all the would be 13 year olds who want to achieve great things where you can listen to the middle class holes. That's the weirdest statement I've ever heard. That's fucking odd. Uh... Do I, do I have to tell them? I think for legal reasons, you should tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to Wyatt Street in Baltimore, Maryland. No, sorry. <laughs> Even weirder. <laughs> well, for the federales who are definitely going to give us a call, fucking, you can find us at, at all of your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and fucking whatever. E-Harmony. Christian Mingle. Did I say Christian Mingle? E- E-Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> it funny. Wouldn't it be funny if it was the three of us? You know, I'd be like, ah, it's a package deal. You get to date all of us. Get all of us. <laughs> yeah. That would not be a terrible bit, honestly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and if you want to just listen to us and not look at our ugly mugs, you can check us out on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, listener comments. There were only two of note this week. Uh, first coming via. Hold on. Whew, thought I was going to sneeze there. Hmm. Uh, via coming of uh, uh, TikTok Swifties in 2023. This is where YouTube banter on about how Taylor Swift ruled 2023. Alan said, "Just fucking stop it. Just stop with your stories. Stop with Taylor Strong. Stop with this nonsense. That nonsense." Uh, Ig.309 writes Yachty. And then he uses a greater than sign. So me and Alan tried to decipher this. We think that he was trying to say that Lil Yachty is greater than Taylor Swift. Yeah. I don't even know who Lil Yachty is. Mm. Well, I'll tell you, so if you want to kill some brain cells, if you want to go back to uh, 1950s cleaning, you know, cleaning your house as if you were a woman breathing, breathing Lysol, doing meth and spraying your hair, go listen to some. Okay. Yeah. He's a good old fashioned, uh, you know. Or urban musician, you'll. I think you'll like him. Yeah, little yacht, little little yachty. You got a long haul tomorrow. Little. Pop in those earbuds. Is it Y A T I? Is that how we're spelling it? Y A C H T Y. Yeah, like a boat, like a yacht, like a yacht. Ah, yacht. Okay. Why? With a Y. I just, I just feel like if he was greater than Taylor Swift, I may have, you know, Heard known him. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just yeah, your your horizons haven't been broadened. Right, okay. you can listen to that pop bullshit. 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's true. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, this is coming from YouTube. They got the Barbie movie wrong. Uh, this is where YouTube kind of like, like give you a little uh, one minute uh, stance on on the Barbie movie. This is Wonton's YouTube channel, which I think is a fucking great name, by the way. Comments. So this is good. Right. Quote. Anyone who makes it political is silly. Stop. Quote. 13 seconds later. Quote. Women running the world is just as much as a fantasy as Barbie. Quote. (laughs) (laughs) That's not political. That's just reality. <laughs> that was a really that was a well done quote. Well yeah, it's done not bad. Comment. I mean, I'll give him no. I'll give him credit, but like I don't I don't think it's political. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just a statement. Yeah, I mean, everything's political now, isn't it? So I mean, but uh, yeah, I can agree. I kind of agree with you. Not necessarily no. political. Listen, <laughs> I don't mind constructive criticism. I, I like it to be clever. This was clever. Yeah, this was clever. Thank you. I'm, I, I don't. Thank you. I I am I, in all ways and fashions. I appreciate the comment. I just don't think it was a yeah. political statement necessarily. Um, and I, I stand by it. I, I I watched that clip back, and I'm like, I think I think me and Alan actually gave the best review of, of Barbie of the year. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. honestly, uh, everybody else's was really like slanted. We were like, hey, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> It's yeah, not it's, what you said it was, and yeah, this is what not, it actually is. It's not what it's anyone said it was. Yeah. Well, it's thank stuff. you, Wonton's YouTube channel. It's, uh, We're going to check uh, your shit funny. out. If it's not just you eating wonton soup, I'm going to be fucking disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make it political? Yum, 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 Asshole. Yeah. All right, well, happy new year. To all of you, if uh, if you're still listening, and then go fuck yourself if you think that uh, the statute of limitations has drawn out on that. We'll see you in a week's time. Uh, I don't know, but I think we might have a good bad movie of the review, good bad view, movie of the month review coming up. Or even do it by the month. Murray, you're up next. Think about it. We'll give it a few weeks. Uh, wait, is it Alan? Hold it's on. Me. I don't know who went last. Me. We did class West act. went last, and what did I do before that? Did I do I do UHF. What did I do? I, I did no, something. I did I did private resort before that. Yeah, so it is. Yeah, you. I think it's it is Alan. Alan's up. No, Alan's up. Oh, it's, it's me up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then uh, we'll, we'll we'll do our best to get Adam on for uh, for uh, asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Any good bad movie next week or the or the week after? Let's do the week after. Okay. Do the week after. All right. Fine. Uh, something good. And when I say that, I don't mean that like like schmuckishly. I just mean like actually, uh, me and uh, and and brother Dewey Love were actually having a conversation about this about how when we were growing up, there seemed to be a plethora of good bad movies, and yeah. there's a better, easier way to distribute them now. But it seems like we don't have as many good, bad movies as we used to. Maybe it's because we don't have the captive audience that we once had. Like when you grab that little white tag at the video mm-hmm. store, like you really didn't know what you were getting yourself into. And it was probably going to be one of two of the only movies you were going to have for the whole weekend. So even if it wasn't that great, you were still going to finish it. So maybe hey. that's why. So find that it's, find that diamond in the rough. You, you, don't have, you don't have you don't have to rent the movie anymore. If you don't like it, you can hit stop and then just go through a fucking catalog of I movies know. at your own dispense. <laughs> you don't have to actually I... appreciate. 
I know, but I think that maybe that's the maybe that is the thing is that back in the day when we were getting movies, it was like, ah, oh, this movie's gonna suck, but it's the only one I got, so I might as well finish it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. I don't know. I think I got. We were talking. I have a couple of us. I'll let you know. I think I got it. Okay. I got it. Oh wait. Okay. Pee pee. See you later. Bye. Wait. <laughs>